impression is everything. If you load it on a mobile phone and it takes five seconds to pull up your website, that's an impression that you're slow and people like they go on their way and they don't come back. And so I think it's, we don't realize that we don't always get second chances and just like all those little details add up to the success of your business. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Nicole Krug of Social Light. Nicole, super excited to have you on the show. I am thrilled to be here. I always love helping small business and other entrepreneurs grow. So this is awesome. Yes. And that's why I explained you're definitely in the right place to do that. I love all the awesome things that you're doing. And of course, before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Nicole so you can hear about some of the awesome things that she's working on. And Nicole founded Socialite in 2009 to help make the internet a friendlier place by providing the tools and training small business owners need for success online. Through Socialite, Nicole helps clients hone their digital marketing skills to bring more exposure to their brand while boosting the bottom line. Nicole, excited again to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Let's do it. Let's make it happen then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Sure. So I started my career, uh, my early career in public relations because I was fascinated by just kind of the sociology of what makes somebody do something. And then Back in the day, when I'm talking like 2007, 2008, when social media came up, that was like a whole new trend, right? And I was fascinated as how that was changing business. So I had been um, recruited into the internet department of a big bank at that time, and I got them working on social media, um, and they are a little bit slow as molasses. And, uh, you know, so... We, as we were working on executive buy-in, um, my husband was actually finishing his grad school and we were moving when they finally ready. So they asked me to stay on as a contractor, which was a lovely way to kind of get a big, uh, you know, a backbone company going. But I knew this move had been coming. So I started, I had started taking on smaller businesses doing social media. So while the bank talked about everything and, you know, we had to do risk and legal and customer service scripts and all that, the small businesses were actually out there doing it. So I love that I have that big Fortune 500 company on my resume, but it's actually the small businesses that are moving things forward and making a difference that I love working with. Nice. I absolutely love that. And especially because I think so many times when, you know, someone might be listening to this or seeing all the awesome things you're, you've are you been able to do, you don't see all the behind the scenes uh-huh. things of the, the slower than molasses, you know, pace it took for you to kind of get that, that big Fortune 500 company. But also, I imagine the, you know, opportunity, a lot of the creativity, a lot of the people that are a little bit more trailblazers were probably those small but, you know, mm-hmm. mighty organizations that were able to kind of innovate at a faster pace. It is. I mean, I if, if you can believe it, I wrote 45 pages on the risk of Twitter. And this is like back in the day before Twitter had the expanded character count. I mean, they're so like in big companies, 
you have so many stakeholders that have to get involved and buy off that often things get watered down from their original mission. And small companies, especially in unregulated environment, which is most of what I like, I mean, you just get out there and do stuff, you know, and the whole fail fast, you, you see what works, you dump it, you go by, you know, the, the bank's slogan is we don't bleed, we don't lead and we don't bleed. So uh, they're, they're not going to move terribly fast at all. Yeah, I absolutely love that slogan to kind of to get out there and, and try things. I think, you know, there's such a misconception. I think you could probably definitely see this from social media perspective, but just from a business perspective that a lot of the most successful, you know, small but mighty organizations are those that are able to fail fast. They try things they see what works, what does work, they double down on. And sometimes it's super simple. I mean, I have clients like we try fantasy football promotion periods, right? Or March Matt, like, you know, sometimes it's like put up a funny picture and just do a caption, you know, so like these are things that, you know, they're silly, but they start to get the brand, you know, like the personality behind the brand. But sometimes that's like that type of just little silly thing can be hard for a big company. And so um, small, you know, mobile, nimble companies are actually often the innovators um, until they get bought up by Google and then they have to follow the rules, right? <laughs> exactly. Until they get bought up by those Fortune 500s, right? Uh, but I, I love that you talked about, you know, when you get it started, you know, the sociology part, and then you brought up that personality, because I say so often we forget about the human aspect of business. But I think that's one of the beauties of the work that you do is you, I, I think, seem to bring that to light for these organizations where they can do fall, can do fun and creative things. And mm -hmm you know, fantasy football, whatever it might be, but it kind of speaks to that, you know, that brand, but that human aspect that sometimes is missing from the larger brands. Well, it's true. And especially if you are, you know, if you are a CEO of a large organization, you know, you are, you are definitely a spokesperson, right? But people aren't necessarily expecting to work with you. If you are more an entrepreneur or you're a CEO of, let's say, a 10-person company, you are very much behind the, like, people want to talk and touch and, well, let me not touch, but, you know, they want to see you, they want to interact with you. And so, and especially things, and I will say for, for somebody like me that works in digital marketing, I mean, we are a dime a dozen. I'm not going to lie. There's a million people that do what I do. And so people are choosing to work with me because of me, because of, you know, because they hear me on a podcast, like what I have to say, somebody referred, whatever it is, I'm not going to say my team doesn't have anything else to do with it because they're fabulous. Um, but, you know, it is a lot of like, you really need, you know, they, when you're a small business owner and entrepreneur, it's hard to separate the personal brand from the business brand because they're so integrated. And so you need to put those impressions out there. Nice. I absolutely love that you you know you, you do that you know you work with the, your clients because I think we're getting further and further away from the kind of like I call it the siloed approach where you mm -hmm. know this is the personal this is the business this is relationship this is not you know it, it ends up being so integrated that like you said mm -hmm. especially if you're working for one of those nimble organizations then you end up being like the spokesperson you know for the organization and I think that it's so important to kind of make sure that we understand that and understand like how best we can kind of leverage that opportunity that comes with that. It's true. So I love that. I, I could go down this rabbit hole because I get asked all the time, like, well, should I friend my clients or this, you know, like, where's that? There's, there's so there's mines. Don't get me wrong. Landmines to, to avoid, yeah. but, but it is, I mean, at this point there, you can't, you can't, you know, wear your buttoned up suit nine to five and then go to the clubs and party and not expect <laughs> anything. So what was it? Just the, um, the prime minister of Sweden that got, you know, the whole club thing. I mean, it is, uh, we'll, we'll go there politics, right? But you know, <laughs> yeah. there's no hiding anymore. 
Exactly, exactly. As we have these uh, these uh, 24 hour, um, you know, broadcast systems right in our pockets, you have that opportunity to kind of see and connect with people for better and sometimes not for better, yes. you know, when things happen. <laughs> so uh, but I, I wanted to I kind of drill down a little bit more. I know we touched on a little bit. So could you take us through a little bit more on what it looks like working with you, how you're serving clients, how you and your team are making that impact? So what we really do is we help people grow online. Um, and so my, you know, sweet spot, so to speak, is I have so many people that have been around for, let's say, five years. And they come to me and they say, I am tapped out on what I can do myself. I hear so often, I have this website that I put up to have something when I first started, but it's ugly, it's functional, or it just doesn't, rep- you know, it's not representing who I am now. So we do, I mean, we do a ton of redesign and that's something, but we also, you know, we integrate things. Do you want to have e-courses? Do you need a client portal? Do you need a better job of capturing clients' information? You know, do you want to run your invoices off your website? Whatever it is. Uh, so websites are still the anchor. Yes, I know we're like, we're getting into AI and digital and all that, but websites are still the anchor in a lot of ways. But that also means it has to integrate out with social media and email and your website has to be set up so you get found on Google, which you have. So uh, I have some people that, you know, we are there. I hate to say agency. We're a lot friendlier and customizable than, than many agencies, but we can do a lot of that capabilities, but I have some people that come in for a project. Maybe that is to, you know, they want to rank better on Google, or maybe they need help doing a strategy. Um, so we have, you know, different parts and plans to, to help people at different levels continue to grow. Nice. I, I love that. And it kind of sounds for, you know, lack of a better term, you kind of meet people where they are. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, I almost feel like uh, I was going to ask you for your secret sauce, which is kind of for yourself, the business or a combination of both. But I've always felt like people that have a really good uh, mastery of what it is that they do are like that five-year-old and asking why, why, why not to just keep asking it to, to bother you, but to have a great understanding. So I almost feel like you have this ability to be able to translate the complex to um, anybody and everybody to meet them where they are. Do you feel like that is, you know, part of or an an ingredient in your secret sauce that makes you unique? It's very much so. So I've been, I've been told we're like an easy button for small business owners, like when it comes online, because what uh, so much of what I do is I listen to what they're saying, but especially like when it comes to about like the words they're using are not the same words a developer is going to use. Or I get, I get called, I need a designer for this. I'm like, no, you don't, you know, like some of those things. And because, and I do a lot of saying, well, we could do it that way, but a best (laughs) practice really is right. And so in, in some ways, um, I'm too honest for my own good. And I tell people like I do, I say, you know, I'll take your money if you want to do that, but you would be better spent that way. And yeah, I might lose out on a couple thousand dollars, but I've had clients since 2013, you know, and not just one, like I have five clients from 2013. And so it's that builds that loyalty and it builds a huge piece of referrals. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like kind of that gentle redirection, but I think it, like I've talked about before, it really speaks to that human aspect. I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? So this is going to sound weird, but I'm going to say the time tacking tool toggle. And it sounds like so little, right? But I use it. I have all my team using it. And yes, it helps make billing easy. But the real value of it is looking back at the end of the project, because I think so many of us underestimate the time that it's going to do simple tasks. And so 
everything from like doing your client work or just doing admin stuff like that. You know, we talk about outsourcing, right? If it's taking you six hours to do your billing all the time, like maybe that becomes valuable to give your accountant, like get an accountant or, in or somebody that's going to do your bookkeeping, right? But I think that also it helps you understand, okay, did I quote a project correctly? Do I need to kind of, for, or, you know, did I think it was going to take 15 hours where it took 35 and so I'm making pennies on the dollar. And so like the use of the time tracker is kind of simple in itself, but I think look, using it to look at a big picture, it really helps you understand your profitability and kind of a cost benefit analysis of what you're going to do with your money. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And uh, what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget? So this is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. It's something I like to say you might tell your favorite client, or if you have to do a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. I think what we forget and kind of going back to the social media and being everywhere, but how much people make judgments within 30 seconds of their first impression. And because of this integrated digital world, you know, a first impression might mean meeting you in a networking event. It might mean going to your website. It might mean that I follow Gresh and Gresh shared a Nicole post and you came about me like, there's so many ways. And while words matter, we make every decision on visuals, right? We process visuals so much faster. And, you know, like Harvard did this study that pretty websites inspire more trust in a company than the ones that are, and now that doesn't mean, you know, we're all supermodels out there, but it does mean we need to understand the impression that we're giving and carry that through a lot of different things. And because, uh, especially in the mobile world, and I mean, it, impression is everything. If you load it on a mobile phone and it takes five seconds to pull up your website, that's an impression that you're slow and people like they go on their way and they don't come back. And so I think it's, we don't realize that we don't always get second chances and just like all those little details add up to the success of your business. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote-unquote CEOs on this show. So Nicole, what does being a CEO mean to you? I think as as a true CEO, not just, you know, you're, you're on a consultant and you're calling yourself a CEO, right? But as a leader of an organization, it is your job to figure out the direction and to say the vision and the expectations of the company. And then you have to make sure that everybody on your team fulfills on the promise. Because I got to say, like the best marketing campaigns in the world will not save you if your customer service sucks. So your job is to be very clear on expectations. Um, you need to empower your team, whether that means to stand on their own feet or whether that means you need to give them the tools they need to actually do the work. Um, but at the end of the day, it also means you have to take responsibility for what's happening in your company. Um, and that, you know, that's not a pass the buck and that's not a, you know, set it and forget it. You have to be involved and understand so that you can keep that value promise up. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Nicole, truly appreciate that definition and that perspective. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Well, for my two cents, like I will give anybody half hour because quite frankly, if I could make money just brainstorming, I'll like, that's the most fun for me. But I was like, for, for people, even if you can't afford me, like I want other entrepreneurs to succeed. So I am more than happy to give people a half hour to talk through whatever they want to talk through, no strings attached. But 
My website is socialite.net, S-O-C-I-A-L-L-I-G-H-T.net. I I assume we will probably have that in the show notes, but you can also find me on LinkedIn very easily. um, And I hope I can help. Absolutely. And to make that even easier, we're definitely going to have those links and information in the show notes as well, too. But I truly appreciate you for giving so much and providing so much insight. You gave us a little bit more than 30 minutes. And I love that. And I appreciate that because it's so important to kind of help arm these small businesses, these business organizations and everything in between with the tools they need to to succeed. So thank you so much for doing that. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And thank you. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the IMCEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr., Thank you for listening.